This show is presented by the Mercedes-Benz Tech Program. To learn more about Mercedes-Benz's world of advanced automotive technology, text the word Mercedes to 55678 or visit www.learnmercedes.com. For AL.com, I'm Ben Flanagan. Welcome to Bammers. Million Dollar Band. The pandemic changed a lot about the college football season, including how we'd hear marching bands on game days. All on-field marching bands were banned by the SEC, meaning an abbreviated version of the Million Dollar Band would perform from Bryant-Denny Stadium stands at Alabama home games. So that meant no pregame performance, no halftime show, just a limited number of band members tucked into their corner of the stadium, socially distanced from the 20,000 fans in the limited capacity seating. That must have been hard for the members of the Million Dollar Band, especially the seniors and what I'm sure they did not picture for their final season. And it was tough for the fans, too. The Million Dollar Band is a game day institution. Public gatherings weren't allowed on campus, so the pregame elephant stomp on the quad was out, too. One fan even started an online petition signed by nearly 12,000 people calling for UA to reconsider the band allowance. The season just wouldn't be the same across the board. So I caught up with Dr. Ken Azella, professor of conducting and director of bands at the University of Alabama. He's also the longtime director of the Million Dollar Band. I also spoke to Jasmine Johnson, a member of the band Color Guard. We talked about what the unprecedented 2020 season was like in the world of the Million Dollar Band. What do you think the Million Dollar Band's role is during Alabama football games or, or just athletic events generally? Well, I, I think it it contributes to the uniqueness of college football, uh, sort of the spirit that exists at college football games is generated by the the, the band and cheerleaders, and, and it really gives it a, a unique, uh, it really makes for a unique environment. You know, I'm, I'm a big NFL fan, but NFL games are quite different than college, and one of the, the biggest differences is the environment that the spirit groups create, and, and they're able to create that because of the way they interact with the fans. You know, we have so many cheers and elements in pregame that they they are part of so uh they they contributed a, at, a, at a high level you know every so many people stay to the end of the game even if it's 16 to nothing so that they can do the old uh, the the uh, rammer jammer cheer so I, I i think it just contributes to the uh the, the environment the spirit of college football which is different from the other levels of football my name is Jasmine Johnson. I am a rising senior from Moore, Oklahoma, and I'm a member of the Million Dollar Band Color Guard. We are the hype music. We are a part of the tradition. You know, football is not football without the audio. It's one of the senses, and so I think the band is a really vital portion of, you know, when you come to the game and you put your fours up and it's time to listen to Basket King. That is just a part of the Alabama football experience. You know, when we're scoring touchdowns and we're playing gay Alabama or we're playing first down, um, those are just all 
big part of the culture and of the tradition and it's quite interesting you know a lot of these members of the band have got to travel with the football team over their four years of college and so we've been able to see to walk with the team when they go through losses and when they go through wins um, and we feel that pain just like they do so I would say that that's how I feel about what the role is and kind of where we play a part in um, all of the huge Alabama football family. Marching band is something that is so near and dear to the members of the Million Dollar Band. You know, a lot of us, we were in high school, and, you know, for some students, their marching band and music careers end after high school, but this is something that takes a lot of work and a lot of preparation to audition and prepare yourself for. Um, so getting to college and almost feeling like you're a part of that D1 experience, that, I mean, to be surrounded by students that are passionate about their craft and what they do, that that is a great feeling to be able to work with them and go practice with them every single day and do game day. You get to be a representative of the University of Alabama. You get to represent Alabama football and everything that the school entails, you know, pride and education and spirit and tradition and fun. That is just an amazing experience. What was your reaction, or I guess, when did it happen and what was your reaction when you heard that all on-field marching band performances were, were banned by the SEC, which obviously meant an abbreviated million-dollar band played from the seats. Probably the toughest thing was just not knowing for the longest time. I mean, going through the the entire summer, we really didn't know what our role would be. And even into the fall, we didn't know what our role would be. Uh, eventually, the SEC office made a, a decision about no on-field work, but then there were still some decisions beyond that, how many could participate. So it, it was waiting for the final word of what our function was going to be was the toughest part because it was, it was difficult to prepare when we didn't know exactly what we were going to do. But we all figured that it would certainly be a reduced function at the games. Actually, college band directors were meeting all summer long and sort of trading information and, um, you know, every everybody was in the same boat. The fact that that we didn't get final decisions, and, and this is no fault of anybody, it's just it was the waiting game that, that made it difficult to prepare for. Yeah, and, and I wonder what you remember about the student reaction to the news, because obviously COVID, it took away so much from, from young people in terms of the traditions when it came to high school. I mean, they didn't get to go to prom, they didn't get to walk in uh, graduations, or at least, you know, some people didn't in college. I'm sure a lot of those traditions were taken away, and I'm sure the same is probably true for a lot of the million-dollar bands traditions. What, what do you remember about the student reaction to the news? Well, the, their biggest disappointment was that most of them only got to do one game. We were able to work it out that the seniors got to do two games, but probably their biggest disappointment was the fact that if you were assigned to that first game, your season was over in a, in a big hurry. So it was the, the limited experience was probably the, the biggest challenge. You know, and what a year it would have been. Uh, with the team doing so well, the travel would have been fantastic. And we were actually scheduled to play at the Macy's parade last year. So it would have been a historical year relative to travel. And to go from that down to most students having one game experience was probably their, their biggest disappointment. 
you know, that was a really hard time in the season and in the year. You know, my heart went out to the seniors that were on my team knowing that their last season wouldn't be, you know, what they had probably imagined for the freshmen that were just graduating high school that were coming into the into the program. It's not what they were um, imagining as well. So I was definitely heartbroken. I totally understood, you know, safety definitely comes first, and it was a tough time. Um, it was definitely really disappointing. A couple of tears were shed. But at the same time, I'm really happy that we were able to be so resilient. You know, we we came up with a plan B, you know, the million-dollar band, we never back off. And so eventually we got to be together for a little bit in our, our four separated socially distanced bands, which was amazing. Um, and it was it was really rewarding to be back on the field together again, even if it did look a little different. Coming out of that now, I think it, it makes me cherish those moments even more. You know, I think that it's looking like we're going to be able to um, come together as a whole for the Million Dollar Band this year. We're going to be able to go through camps and the games. And I can guarantee, you know, it's my senior season, and I'm just going to cherish those moments even more. And so logistically... What did all this mean for the band? Like when all of these new rules were introduced, that this is how the season was going to go. Like, can you help me understand what the changes meant and sort of how it impacted what we normally see on game days? The college band directors were meeting all summer long, and and it helped sponsor some uh, scientific studies on aerosols that are produced when you play a wind instrument. So we were communicating all summer long, and we came up with protocols that everybody used and those protocols included using bell covers which is a a a certain kind of material that covered the the bell of the instrument it included coming up with masks that you could wear and play the instrument at the same time which is not something you could go to walmart and buy sort of had to be designed and produced and then uh, the aerosol studies gave us in great insight into how far apart uh, the musicians needed to be uh, to stay safe. Percussion, you were able to be relatively close together, but trombones, when you extend that slide, they they needed a 10-foot sort of window around them. So uh, the college band directors had to develop these protocols, and then we had to come up with the equipment. You know, the fact that you have to be that spread out is why we could only do 100 at a time in the stadium. And then we couldn't rehearse the way we usually do because we, for listening purposes, you stand pretty close together, but you, you couldn't do that either. You had to be spread out when you, uh, uh, when you rehearsed, which makes it more difficult to play. So everybody had to adapt to the protocols. The good thing is the protocols seemed to work very well. As far as I know, there were no outbreaks of COVID with, uh, in any marching band situation across the country that that i know of and i i think that i think that it had a lot to do with the protocols we came up with and the fact that it's mostly an outdoor activity so with covid we actually didn't get to do pregame or halftime there was no tailgating so no pep rallies so it was really odd you know usually game days are kind of hectic. Um, you're running from one place to another, but they were extremely chill. Obviously, Tuscaloosa and, um, you know, the university wasn't packed out like it usually is. So the atmosphere was different. And then going out, especially as a color guard performer, you know, 
I feel like uh, half my craft, 50% of it at least is my face. Like I always want to have a smile, you know, whipping my hair around. So we all wore masks, which was so different, you know, not being able to, uh, I had to learn, you know, to perform with my eyes and my eyebrows. It was a total adjustment. And, you know, Brighton Denny Stadium, it, it's so different when it's not fully packed out. Uh, it was definitely a different experience. So I wonder how you are going to remember the 2020 season for the band. I mean, it was difficult, I know, but I'm sure that you're you're proud of the, the performance and the effort that they gave in the face of so much adversity. So, like, what stands out to you about such a unique experience in, in the Million Dollar Band's history? Yeah, I would say they're keeping a positive attitude. Uh, that, that doesn't really shock me because... You know, anybody that's involved in a team, whether it's band or sports, usually have a, a great attitude about their organization. So it, it didn't shock me, but I was very proud of the of the way they sort of powered through it. On top of everything else, our beautiful facility burned down in the middle. So <laughs> that added a whole different level of challenges. But like I said, they're can-do, will-do uh, attitude was probably the, the most impressive thing yeah. about the season. You know, number one, I am so grateful that we have a staff that knows how to roll with the punches, and that is something that I will definitely remember. You know, it's hard when you're working with an organization of over 400 people, and so as soon as they knew information and they could communicate it to us, we were getting that pushed out. So. I mean, they were dealing with a ton of adversity. And as teammates, we just had to be there to support each other. So when I think back to the 2020 season, I'm not going to be thinking necessarily about, you know, how we got to be there when this game was won or when that game was won or band camp being all together or, you know, the the hot practices on Butler's Field. I can't say that I'm going to remember those things because they were always normal, but I'm definitely going to remember, you know, the times that we did get to come together when we got to work together and just rolling through the punches. I mean, eventually you kind of just start to laugh at these things. One memory in particular that I will think about that is kind of funny is I remember our first session with our trainer, the color guard. We work with an athletic trainer to make sure that we are in the best shape and that we are conditioned to be able to go through a game day. And um, I just remember like the first time we were running all with our masks on and how we were like, oh my gosh, like this is, this is something you definitely have to prepare for and it, it, it takes it out of you. But a great 2020 season, definitely different. I would have loved to have a normal season, but definitely a season of resilience. And my last thing for you. I just want to ask about the feeling heading into the 2021 season. Maybe there are still some unanswered questions, but I mean, the, the, the sense is, or at least, you know, that what people have intimated is that things might seem back to normal this year. Is that true for the million dollar band logistically? And, and what are you looking forward to? Yeah, we're, we're certainly planning, uh, like it's going to be, uh, normal operations. Uh, we haven't been given any official word. It's so hard to predict what COVID will look like in in a, in a couple of months. We're hoping that things are back to normal, but I could tell you that we're planning for normal operations in the fall. There still may be things like we may still have to use bell covers or masks or, or whatever, but right now we're planning as if it's a normal year coming up. I think that we definitely have a great deal of work ahead of us. So essentially we have 
you know, the freshman class from last season and the upcoming freshman class. So we have two classes of people who have not been through an entire normal season with Alabama football and the Million Dollar Band. So we're extremely excited to get to work towards the end of summer to be all back together. Marching band, you have to become one unit, one team, and work together on the field and in the stands and in your music and in your performance. And so I'm really excited to watch how all of that is going to come together. I know that that is definitely going to be a process, and we're going to have to show up to practice every day and bring our A game. But that's something that I'm excited for. And then the Million Dollar Band is going to be marching in the New York Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So that is something that I am just ecstatic for. Um, you know, the first game we're kicking off in Atlanta against Miami. Um, and I believe we'll be attending that. And then New York. And then we have a full schedule of home games. And so I could just not be more ecstatic. You know, I think I'm definitely preparing right now. You know, being away for almost what feels like a year and a half, you have to recondition yourself and make sure that you're practicing everything you need to practice so that's definitely something that I'm implementing right now and I know that other members of the band are as well I'm just so excited you know I'm so grateful that all of the healthcare professionals university professionals Alabama athletics the million dollar band it takes a lot to get these pieces rolling and so I'm really glad that everyone has been so diligent and I I just couldn't be more excited to be back out on the field. Stick around for more Bammers. Stick around for more Bammers. This show is presented by the Mercedes-Benz Tech Program. To learn more about Mercedes-Benz's world of advanced automotive technology, text the word Mercedes to 55678 or visit www.learnmercedes.com. I've never played in a marching band, let alone one as widely beloved and respected as the Million Dollar Band. But my friend Craig Hamilton did. He played trumpet in the early to mid-2000s. I asked him to look back on his time with the band, what it meant to him, and what he thinks the band means to the larger fan experience. My name is Craig Hamilton, and I played trumpet in the Million Dollar Band from the year 2001 through 2004. That period of time meant so much to me from the moment I set foot on an empty campus as a freshman a couple of weeks before class started. I immediately made lifelong friends that I still keep in contact with. In fact, my very best friend in the whole world was someone I met at one of our very first band practices because we happened to share a music stand. The Million Dollar Band is really a whole world unto itself. You get to know people from all walks of life and spend so much time together practicing, traveling, or just hanging out, you really develop this family-like bond with some of the members. We worked so hard throughout the late summer and continued practicing daily and sometimes multiple practices per day for the halftime show. And that much passion put into anything has to have a profound effect on you and really creates a bond with those around you that are putting in that same amount of passion. So the years I was in the Million Dollar Band, 2001 through 2004, was a really memorable time and an important time in the history of the Million Dollar Band itself. It was Catherine Scott's last two years as director and Kenneth Ozello's first two as director. There were so many changes that took place in that four-year span 
For two of those years, the team was on probation. We weren't winning nearly as much as we should have, and for two years, there was no bowl game. And I have to say, it's pretty cool seeing the current members not only being able to experience so many bowl games, but national championships. But during the games, we all had a job to do. The tunes we played in the stands depended upon what happened on the field. Did we just get a first down on offense? Well, then you play the Superman theme. Are we on defense and it's third down? Well, it's time to play the work song from Les Miserables, which was the first halftime show that I ever performed, and a show that we only played once against UCLA at home, due to the events of 9-11 putting a week-long pause on the college football season. But to this day, if it's third down and we're on defense and we're looking for a big stop, you'll hear the work song being played from the Million Dollar Band. After a touchdown, Yay Alabama is the obvious selection every single time, but during the field goal snap, we hit a cavernous day crescendo, followed by a severe increase in volume the second the ball goes through the uprights. The band, too, has its own playbook. Perhaps the greatest test of the band's dedication is staying behind after the games and playing our show music as the stadium empties. This was more of a test during my tenure, since the losses happened more times than I'd like to remember. The band itself is entirely focused on the game, because so much of what happens dictates what we play and when. Having that source of musical motivation and entertainment during the game is of vital importance, especially when you're trying to drown out the other team's band. Being in the Million Dollar Band definitely played a huge role in making me the person that I am today. In moments of quiet calm, I find myself thinking back and remembering some random moments during my days in the MDB. Forgetting my white marching shoes and having to march into Legion Field during the pouring rain in my gray New Balances. Watching as our own Alabama State Troopers ejected those pitiful Georgia fans from Sanford Stadium for throwing nickels at our sousaphones. Loudly blasting out the Tennessee Waltz towards the UT student section in a cigar smoke-filled Neyland Stadium as the game clock ticked to zero, snapping our nine-year losing streak to the Tennessee Volunteers. Watching as the ball definitely went through the uprights in a freezing Shreveport in 2001. So many shirtless moments on the practice field in the blistering sun, repeatedly marching the same four-foot span and playing the same nine notes of music over and over and over. Game days of early morning practice, pre-game warm-ups on the quad, and marching into the stadium for the pre-game show. And for Catherine Scott's final show, playing John Williams' Olympic theme and being accompanied by the U.S. Army Herald Trumpets. The camaraderie, the lifelong friendships made, the diversity, the hard work that we all put in in the heat, the rain, the cold, the experiences that we all had together, and the 300-plus members all working towards the same goal taught me lessons that will stay with me the rest of my life. Thanks to Dr. Ken Azello, Jasmine Johnson, and Craig Hamilton. Join us as we continue our deep dive into Alabama football's fascinating fan culture on Bammers. Bammers is produced for AL.com by me, Ben Flanagan. You can find all episodes and other bonus content wherever you get your podcasts or at AL.com. If you like the show, please rate us and write a review. Thank you for listening. This show is presented by the Mercedes-Benz Tech Program. 
To learn more about Mercedes-Benz's world of advanced automotive technology, text the word Mercedes to 55678 or visit www.learnmercedes.com.